Thank you, Eric. As he said, I also strongly suggest you, if you have a next year, more than two weeks, I strongly recommend you to stay at Yongsan at least two weeks. It would become very important life-changing experience in your practice as well as in your life itself. Today, we skip the chanting Heart Sutra, <clears throat> the passage from the third paragraph says, in, on page seven, in emptiness, they do not appear or disappear, are not tainted or pure, do not increase or decrease. Uh, let us think about that. The world of uh, relativity is uh, represented uh, by appear or disappear, tainted or pure, do not increase or decrease, whether it is uh, material wealth uh, or our fame, career, When I was in regular college, one of my friends became so happy when he met a very pretty girlfriend. When the girlfriend appeared, he was very happy. But after one year, when they were separated, he became very depressed when she disappeared. <laughs> and uh, one very respected president in some ancient country who was originally a human rights lawyer. After he was out of office, he was accused because of the bribery scandal. It's a very small amount of money the opposition party actually accused that. So he could not endure his stress. He thought his name was tainted. His pure name was tainted. And he killed himself. Very extreme case. Or whether in the United States, in whatever country, some people became very unhappy or make some extreme choice like uh, suicide, etc., when their wealth, their money became decreased. Even though, in some cases, even though they have enough money to make a good living, but personally, when they thought their wealth became decreased, they could not live or their families could not live as a fancy life as before. Sometimes they make some extreme choice. This is some simple cases, but we live in the world of relativity. Our mind is affected our suffering or happiness became seriously influenced 
by our surrounding environment, whether it's health or recognition, fame or material things. So Buddha said, in the Lamkavasta Sutra, the waves, the waves of the ocean, which means our mind, the waves of the ocean are constantly stirred by the passing wind, by the passing wind, sense of object, our environment. Buddha said, eight winds. Do you remember eight kinds of wind that Buddha taught us? What is eight kinds of winds? Steve, do you know? Eight kinds, yeah. <clears throat> Praise and blame. Pleasure and pain. Gain and loss. Success and failure. Buddha said, we have this eight kinds of words and eight kinds of wind which affect our mind, influence our life. Our emotion, our mind is constantly wavering up and down depending on these winds. But how can we stay centered, take refuge, perfect refuge amid these strong winds. There are always favorable or unfavorable situations around us. How could we stay peaceful and centered? But your practice meditation is one of the approach. The fundamental path is we should discover and dwell our true home, our true home, our true self. Then, even though we can be rich or poor, or our children is obedient or not, or they go to the Ivy League, or they just have a high school diploma, or your boss or your spouse is good or bad, we could stay centered. When we discover and dwell our home, our true home, then where is that home? So in one Buddhism or Zen Buddhism, it's represented by the circle image. One day, our founding master strolled in the suburban area of Iksan, where the current headquarters is located. Along with his disciple, Zhou Songwang was the president of a lay congregation at that time. He was actually church elder, originally. And in that suburban area, Mr. Zhou said to our founding master, when he saw a very beautiful tree outside, a pine tree, Korean pine tree, it's winding, it's very picturesque. What a beautiful tree they are, he said. I wish I could transplant those trees 
to our temple, to the headquarters. Hearing that, our founding master said to him, these three have never stood apart from our temple. And our temple has never stood apart from this tree. You say that because you have not discovered the home of the universe. Just like the scolding. Then he asked, where is that home or homestead of the universe? Then our founding master with his cane, which you can see in the museum inside the Korean Hercule, with his cane, he drew a circle on the ground and said, this is the home of the universe. He said, where infinitely mysterious principles, immeasurable treasures, and infinite capabilities are stored. I quote this uh, Saint Augustine's definition of God. God is a circle whose center is everywhere, whose circumference is nowhere. So, in meditation all, in the Zen tradition, instead of enshrine Buddha image, they also enshrine the circular image. It does not matter. You can say that God's image, or Nirvana, or our true self, or Namo Amitabha, but just the names. But this is our true home. This is where we originally come from and will go back. When you see the Buddha image, it has some subtle smile, which does not come because his environment is perfect or everything goes to his way. That kind of a contentment, joy or happiness from within his mind, whatever the situation is, since he discovered and always dwell in our true home. So, Buddha defined nirvana in various ways, but one of the very well-known definition of a nirvana is unconditioned. Think about we feel miserable or happy. Always there is some condition or cause because of something, because of something. But nirvana, one of the definition of nirvana is unconditioned, unconditioned. That's why we chanted Namo Amitabha, limited life and life. So our founding master taught, depending on the Dharma stage, depending on the level of our spirituality or depend on the depth of awakening, then there are six stages of a dharma, six dharma stages. 
The first stage, the stage or the grade of elementary faith. Elementary. The second is the grade of special faith, and so on. He defined the first stage, the the, the grade of elementary faith, kanjipalyan, kanjipalyan, which literally means. Discovering a great house, a true home. Initiation or your becoming a practitioner starts from discovering our true home. Even though you are not perfectly well in that place 24-7, at least you have discovered You may have heard the Saint Francis story when he was in his teens. He handed out all those stuff merchandise that his father stored in his house. His father was a very wealthy merchant. So in order to make money, he had to hold, keep that, and when the price go up, he sold that. That's his business. But St. Francis, when he was a leader and tilting, whenever he saw some poor people, think about in all the days how many poor people were there, then he handed out all those things. His father scolded him. He did everything, but he was not changed. And he eventually accused him, legally accused his son, and his son, after several weeks, stood in court with lots of village people in that court. There were not many entertaining things in all the days, so most of the village people came to the court. And his father said, how disobedient and bad his son was. And then it is the turn for San Francisco to defend himself, then he admit all the things that his father told about him. And he deeply thanked to his father that you took care of me very well. And he took all his clothes and gave that to his father. And he said, I'm very thankful to you, but from today, I really would like to find my real father and follow him. And that day he left his home. Kanjipalyan, discovering great house. It is the, the starting point of our practice. So one day, one minister asked to our third the Dharma Master. Our third head Dharma Master was very sick for many years because of his it. weak lung. When you are the most happy, he replied, when I was in Mandaksan retreat center, I was the most happy. I was the happiest. When I was in the 
head of course of one Buddhism, I was the happiest. Wherever I stayed, that is the place or the time that I was the happiest. When we discover our true home and dwell there, we can live, we can think, we can feel in this way. It all starts discovering great house, our true home. So it's called Ilon Sang in one Buddhism. In many times in Zen Buddhism, this realm is uh, described as a non-duality, non-duality. For example, do not appear or disappear are not tainted or pure are not increased or decreased. Or form is emptiness, emptiness is form, non-duality. The description of our true home. Then, the the former church elder, Zhou Songguang, asked to our founding master, how can I get into that house? How can I become the master of it? He asked that. Then our founding master replied, you must get the key. The three great powers to gain entrance twin. To enter some house, you have to use the key. Likewise, to enter our true home, we need to have a key. What is the key? Three great powers of the mind. Three great powers of the mind. What is three great powers? Just like our body has some strength, or some people are physically greatly powerful or strong, or lesser powerful, strong. Likewise, in our mind as well, we have some power. That power is divided into three areas. First, the power of wisdom and inquiry, which means how wise or bright you are. By the power of wisdom and inquiry, we can attain enlightenment. We can become the awakened one, the first area. The second area is the power of spiritual cultivation. Even though some people are not awakened, some people stay pretty cool in whatever situation. So how you could stay centered, peaceful in all trying situations, that is the power of spiritual cultivation. For example, when you throw a ball against the wall here, then the goal, the ball, bounces back. This world will not collapse. Why? That world is very solid. Likewise, how unwavering our mind. It is the power of spiritual cultivation. The third area, the power of mindful conduct or 
the power of a mindful choice. Mindful choice in one Buddhism. It means how ethically upright and courageous. Some people intellectually know something, but does not have the willpower to carry that out. So it is a, the power of the mind that you can carry out what you think you know. So our mind has three powers in each of these three domains. So the path to attain these three great powers of the mind is called threefold practice. Three for the practice. Cultivation of a spirit, cultivation of a wisdom, cultivation of a mindful conduct. It is called the three for the practice. Our third, the head Dharma master said, in whatever religion, in whatever spiritual tradition, they named that in some different way. But the path to attain great enlightenment is one and the same. Threefold practice. Cultivation of wisdom, cultivation of spirit, cultivation of mindful conduct or mindful action. So if somebody asks you, knowing that you come to the One Dharma Center on Sunday, then what do you learn? What is a Buddhist practice? You can reply. Buddhist practice is threefold practice. It is discovering our true mind, original self, and nurture our original mind and use our original mind. It is the, the path of a Buddhist practice. I told this story before. One guy was driving on a highway, highway, but he had a traffic accident and his car was completely wrecked. And he barely came out of the car and in order to check whether he was injured or not, he poked all his body with his index finger. Then each and every part, each and every corner of his body was hurt very badly. So he panicked and went to the emergency room. And he asked the doctor to check his body, well, his, how much or his body was broken. Then after examining his body, the doctor told his patient, Mister, you're fine. You just broke your finger. <laughs> so with that broken finger, when he popped, his body, every part of his body hurted. If uh, there is uh, something wrong in your life, if there is something is unsatisfactory in your life, what is the origin? Think about that. 
There must be something wrong in our mind. Happiness, suffering is the many times the manifestation of our mind. It came out in this way because we used our mind in that way. So always, uh, whether it's a professional tennis player or ping pong player, they have to practice the most fundamental thing eh? again and again. Likewise, if we would like to change our life, then where are we supposed to change? We have to change our mind. We have to work with our mind. So our founding master said, if the mind is wholesome, everything wholesome arises along with it. If the mind is unwholesome, everything unwholesome arises along it. Thus, the mind becomes the basis for everything wholesome and unwholesome. Uh, one minister uh, told uh, this story a couple of years ago in the retreat. There was two loggers who made a living to cut the trees in the forest and sell that in the market. But he discovered, Tom realized his friend cut more trees and make more money. They work, they were as equally as strong. They work for the same amount of time. He could not know why. His friend always make more money. But when they rest, he discovered. Whenever they rest, his friend sharpened the axe so that he can work more efficiently. Likewise, if we sharpen our mind, if we purify our mind, then if we know and use our mind well, just like that logger, we can harvest a far more abundant result in our life. It's not some spiritual or religious thing. It's a very practical thing, mind practice. <clears throat> That's why there is a Zen saying, cultivation of a mind for three days will last as a treasure for a thousand years. But material things which were amassed for a hundred years will crumble into dust in one morning. Do you see the red robotic vacuum cleaner in the foyer? Do you know that? That LG vacuum cleaner. My sister has the same brand. Two years ago, one, one Buddhist member who stayed here uh, for one month. Uh, and he donated that. He loved that vacuum cleaner. Usually, after morning meditation, one of our ministers used that dry floor mop with a big mop head to, rem to remove the dust. But when you move the that uh, floor map, some particles come here and there, and we cannot perfectly remove uh, all the dust. But that particular 
Rabati, vacuum cleaner. It's so quiet. So it removes all those big and minute particles. It's very clean after it's worked like for one hour. Tool is very important. Tool is very important. What is a tool for three for the practice? What is the best tool? There are lots of tools, but what can be the best tool for spiritual cultivation, cultivation wisdom, mindful conduct in our life? Our founding master suggested 12 subjects for spiritual cultivation, meditation, chanting, prayer, etc. For cultivation wisdom, study scripture, lecturing, dharma conversation on a regular basis. And you can read the scripture, but you're listening to my talk is also a great path to hone your innate wisdom. For mindful choice, we recommend to keep a mind diary, particularly whether we observed or broke the precepts. When we are involved in our daily activities, in some challenging situation, at that moment, we were alert or not. At that moment, we were mindful or not. We can reflect so that we'll not commit the same mistake the next day. So these 18, 12 subjects are the subject to purify our mind, brighten our mind, and use our mind. Our third head Dharma Master said, Gongbo, he said, to purify our mind, to calm down our mind, at least you have to practice chanting or sitting meditation, 30 minutes in a day. Myongshin Gongbo, it means uh, the practice to brighten our mind, Whenever some situation arises, listen to the Dharma talk as often as possible and read the scripture and work with the koan or cases for questioning for at least 10 minutes. Jungjim Gongbu means the practice to correct our mind, keep our mind upright. For that, on a daily basis, you can check your life, whether you have observed or broken the basic precepts. Then, if we keep in mind these three paths, then our life, our practice will reach to another level or dimension. Thank you.